What is happening, you beautiful bastards? This week, we talked to a guy. His name doesn't really fucking matter, but it's Trevor. <laughs> That's right, Jerry. and it doesn't matter because he's kind of like a superhero in that he wears a mask, he has a secret identity, which is Trevor. I have no idea who he is, but we do know he is a... Uh, what, are you, what, are this, what is this term in medical fields, Grizz? Student. Uh, no, no. In, is it an intern? Yeah. No, it's got some other name. Anyway, he's a med student. Re he's, resident. he's in residency, uh, that's isn't he? That's what it is. Residency. Yeah. See, I'm not a medical professional. So he's in residency in a hospital in New York. And uh, we talk about all kinds of things. The things that he's seeing with COVID. The things that he's seeing that are just not professional. Uh, and we talk a little bit about why he has a secret identity on his internet podcast. <laughs> he's a lot of fun i hope you guys enjoy this one <laughs> we kind of go everywhere yeah we do we do so let's roll it what is happening you beautiful bastards How's it going, guys? What's happening? How much? Is this uh is this your thing with the mask? Yeah, okay. So <laughs> so I'm <laughs> I'm applying to residency still. Okay. And we say some like wild shit on our podcast. So oh, right, the right. less you have your name associated with things online, just the better you're off. I was I mean, actually wondering about that. Oh, because you had seen it. So and another thing, medical students literally just erase all their social media before they apply to residency. Like, Good which call. you should. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, all right, maybe just change your name or like delete bad things. But no, they're like, just delete it all. <laughs> I'm like, all right, okay. Yeah. Yeah. One of the things that I was interested in, because I was reading your profile and checking mm -hmm. out kind of like roughly what your podcast was about. And I'm like, mm -hmm. this guy's a medical student. And it's, it's kind of a bad time to have uh, ideas that don't line up with the norm. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me, dude. Um, I mean, luckily, I guess my ideas kind of do fit with the norm a little bit as far as, like, medical understanding goes, like the vaccine and things like that. Um, so it's kind of, you know, I guess annoying to explain it to people, but, you know, it's an important thing for people to understand. So, you know, you have to, it's, it's really important now more than ever to explain those kinds of things and your understanding of them. And, you know, it's extra annoying to see, you know, in the medical field, like your, some of your colleagues, like don't agree with, you know, things like that. And it's, it's hard to like, you know, you start to explain the basics of the things like you understand this, right. And like, Oh yeah, of course. And then, you know, but they're just like, well, I still don't like it, you know? And, um, that stuff's pretty annoying, but, um, yeah, as far as just like, uh, I mean, our podcast is called unprofessional and yeah, sometimes you feel like a little bit stifled by some, you know, saying some things, oh, yeah. um, and you know, that's just how it is. And honestly, there's good reasons for that too, at some point too, you know, you, if you just started talking shit about everyone, you know, um, <laughs> that's maybe not the best thing to do, you know, you're a doctor, but, um, that's where I've been fucking up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Why does nobody like me? <laughs> uh, do you know what aspect of medicine you're trying to get into? Yeah, I'm trying to do emergency medicine. Um, I've always just thought that was like the good coolest thing. Luck to you. Open <laughs> <more> <laughs> bastard. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys are beautiful. I'm the poor one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just saying, I have no money for a while, and you're gonna hate people in like five years. It's fine. Yeah, well, it's oh man, it's tough to see. You know, a lot of the attendings and even residents, you know, they just so already just just hate the world already, kind of mm -hmm. a thing. Or, or you know, um, it's hard not to. Yeah, I mean, especially in those scenarios, and especially after like the pandemic hit, and I, I didn't see the brunt of it, you know, where everyone was coming in and everyone was going on ventilators, and people were just like dying on ventilators. Some of it just from the mass of people and the stress on the medical system, you know, they're just like, look, this person died literally because we weren't able to have enough people to check their ventilator, and they just passed away when we could have just changed settings, you know, like that kind of crazy stuff. Um, so I, you know, that would hit anybody, but you know, and then people like, you know, screaming at you on top of it, and you do that like day after day, mm -hmm. I can't imagine, you know, I mean, a lot of the medical field before this was already burnt out from people. Like my wife works in the in emergency, mm. and all of her friends are nurses and, and doctors and such, and they all worked in, and they're already like, on the edge of just people suck, because they're trying to do their job. They're trying to, to help you and you're just treating them like crap. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. So you, and can... then all of a sudden now you tack all this bullshit on now that I'm just like, yeah, fuck it. I don't care. Why? Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. do my job, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you go in with a light skin on this stuff, you know, it's going to, it's going to be a long career. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, and the, there's some sage advice given to me the other day, just by one of the attendings, you know, there's a few gems that you see where you're like, I need to listen to this guy because he still likes his life, you know, and he's been through all this stuff. And he was just like, look, you know, especially in emergency medicine, it's a long career. There's always going to be someone like flatlining or alarm going off, you know, or someone yelling at you. If you are always jumping up immediately to attend to that thing, you know, as bad as it sounds to not do yeah. that, like you're going to burn out instantly. Um, yeah. So take your time, arrange your desk when you get there, you know figure things out and do two notes, see two patients, two notes, see two patients, boom, you know? And I was like, dang, you know, he's probably right. Well, there's also a lot of, a lot of staff there that they get there quick and they're getting everything set up before you even get there at all. Yeah. Crazy thing about New York is it's just so overwhelmed, you know, there's such staff issues and, and things like that. I'm not from here. So see, just coming here and just seeing it, it's just like, it's insane, you know? So like the people don't even have stuff set up when you get there. Like some of the residents and attendings, like if they don't go ahead and set up the resuscitation room beforehand, the patient is, you would get there and there's just, the equipment isn't ready, you know? Yeah. And it's like, okay, this patient literally died today because I didn't have an intubation tube of the appropriate size. I had a pediatric one instead, you know, so they have to get there early and attend to that, you know, and yeah, you that's know, I guess, more of a, a background system that yeah, that hospital might not have. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, that's the thing, like a bunch of them are just kind of, I guess, poor in this area. I don't fully understand the system concept. But yeah, it's and, well, so that's one thing that you'll probably find out coming up soon. Uh, hospital to hospital differs mm. a lot oh, i'm sure yeah, yeah I, i've only experienced a few but through my wife because i don't have a clue i don't work in the medical field but through her she went from one hospital that didn't have much money but it had the right people and they would bust their ass and have everything they needed to do and worked miracles with nothing and then she went to another hospital that had tons of money mm. but couldn't do nearly the work because people the the, the resource of human couldn't catch up or couldn't do anything because they were just they were lazy uh, we yeah, found out, Grizz, we found out during the, the pandemic that you can just refer to them as human capital stock. <laughs> oh, I just cattle. <laughs> it's a resource now. Don't you get it? So, Grizz, you, you derailed me. I don't want to get you too off track here. I just want to come back for a quick second. 
Uh, Trevor, is this a secret identity? The whole thing? The whole thing, baby. <laughs> I feel like Batman or something, but no one cares. <laughs> Even better. I, All right, here's one that I, I really want. Well, Jerry, ask your question, then I got one for him. <laughs> I was just looking at the last name because before you uh, came in, I said Greenbaum. That sounds Jewish. And now that I find out your this is a secret identity, I'm yeah. thinking, you know, like Bilderberg Group type of stuff, Illuminati. Because that's that's the theory. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, it's all the, so the, the Illuminati. Jewish power the Illuminati people. funds me. Yeah, you guys figured it out. Um, and Remix. it goes way back. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot going on behind the scenes you guys don't know about. Uh, so one thing that I always have for all the doctors, and some of them answer truthfully, and some don't answer at all, is has to do with the opioid crisis or whatever mm. you want to call it. Pandemic. Yes. How many drugs are you on? <laughs> so I'm on three. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah, it's, the, it's, you know, uh, a side note, it is interesting to see, you know, what kind of like, I guess, perfect, you know, different specialties kind of like, I don't know, have different personalities and maybe, you know, do different drugs type of a thing. Um, I don't, I don't have enough, uh, examples yet, but you know, like you kind of started to like see patterns as you go along, but, um, well, the opioid epidemic is what we're talking about. My, so my thing is, how do you think you're going to get to a my, my, I always think there's going to be a point for me, again, mm. not in the medical field, I don't actually care about people, that you would have so many come in and they don't actually want to be saved. Mm. Right? They don't want the Narcan because you're mm. going to ruin their high. They just want mm. to die. Mm -hmm. There's a point in my mind where I sit there and I'm like, why don't I just let them? They don't want me to save mm. them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I've had doctors that honestly answer me and be like, yeah, I get that, but I have to. Mm -hmm. So I do it. Yeah. But they don't yeah, want I mean, to. A lot of this stuff, especially as physicians, comes down to not even your opinions on the world or how anything works. It's just, am I going to get sued for this or not type of thing. So, um, I mean, it sounds really sad, um, but you have a little bit more leeway with your decisions when it comes to like when you're in the poorest areas and like the patient education just isn't very high because you're like, look, I, I could kind of do whatever and, and it'll end up fine. Um, but, you know, hopefully you don't take advantage of that and you actually make, you know, a moral decision. But um yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, as far as like Narcan and stuff, you just give that because it's like an emergency situation and, and it's yeah. just the next move. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, with a lot of this stuff, you know, especially as it comes more to like chronic, um, taking care of people chronically and they come in and like, look, I want more opioids, you know, this and that. Or it's when you first start prescribing the opioids, that's where the real issue is. So that's how people get addicted, right? They get started on it. Mm -hmm. um, so you just got to be wary of that. But it's so easy to just say that because this person's coming in and like, look, my pain is 10 out of 10. I'm in the worst pain of my life. I can't take it anymore. And you feel empathetic, you know, and you're like, I got to help this person. And then now they're addicted to opioids, you know? So, yeah. and again, that's not even your decision. Let's say you had that decision to make. You don't really even have that decision. The hospital system kind of has like a, an idea, like, look, if they feel pain, give it to them. Like, I mean, if it's, if it's within reasonable limits, but. Yeah. You'll, uh, you end up knowing who, who. Yeah. So, some of the doctors have a really good idea. It's kind of cool to pick their brains on that. But. Now, like, so who, Trevor, just, on that topic, I, I don't want to pinpoint you too much, but you knew you're in like the early 20s or late 20s or what? Yeah, I'm 27. Okay. All right. So you're not really that far behind me. I'm 30. I just turned 33. Uh, Grizz is okay. old as fuck. But <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I'm, now that you're in the medical field, I don't really yeah. know what your background is or your personal interests, but sure. ha have you really given any thought to like how the war on drugs developed into the situation that you have to work in now? 
Um, I mean, not really, because a lot of it's kind of either taking care of itself or just in a whole different realm than I'm in, you know, I'm yeah. just kind of taking care of like the blowback of, of whatever that happens. Yeah, um, I mean, and I was kind of like born into it. I didn't I didn't like experience the beginning of it by any means with, um, you know, what's his face, Republican face. Um, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I do have a bunch of older brothers who I actually like you guys' age, and so you know, I just kind of like learn through them and those types of things. But no, I don't know. Um, I kind of just deal with the blowback of it, and you know, I mean, honestly, I learned a lot about um drugs and, and illicit drugs through my brothers, like just them telling me about stuff, and I wouldn't know as much if I hadn't learned them, you know. So it's kind of funny. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you're in a you're in a hospital now. You said right. Yep. Yep. So I'm in a hospital in uh, Brooklyn, New York. Um, and yeah, I mean it's it's way different. It's like if if you went to a hospital in Minnesota, that's where I'm from. Um, compared to here, you know, it's just like oh, a God. whole different world. You, <laughs> gonna, you you went from zero to a hundred. Like. Zero to hundred real fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not that like emergency rooms in like St. Paul or Minneapolis aren't you know got something going for them too. That's more of like honestly, you see a lot of just like meth heads and stuff. It's kind of it's kind of random, but it's true. Um, and I mean among other things, you know. But and then yeah, yeah. here it's a lot of just like you know, diabetics who don't take their medication and just a lot of people who just don't take care of themselves and then and and then just like don't take your medical advice, you know, so it's really frustrating. I mean, I'm not really giving it yet because I'm a medical student, but it's really frustrating to see just like someone coming in again and again. It's like, just take your insulin, like just <laughs> put it in your body. Like, yeah. <laughs> You're so, going to never see the end of that. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, so, yeah. yeah, they're like, yo, gear up if that bothers you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, especially with the diabetics. Yeah, Grizz, Grizz and I have found, uh, you know, not not medical field, just through our uh, travels in assholes. life that, yeah, just a couple of assholes like everybody else. Uh, you know, most people that we come across on average, they're pretty stupid. Pretty dumb, man. Pretty dumb. <laughs> Makes me us. feel real good about myself. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and, my, and luckily, all my older brothers set the bar real low for me. So, like, as long as I hit, you know, MD, then my parents are just like, look, you can have the fucking bank. Like, it's all good. I wonder sometimes, though, when it comes to, like, the medical stuff, mm. I mean, because you do have people varying in education, like, everyone I talk to, when you're sitting there, I have no clue what you guys are saying. Mm. <laughs> you need to yeah. do all that. What? It's yeah, a different someone, language. One, yeah, I, I mean, you said it. I was about to mention it. Um, yeah, one of the attendings brought it up. He's like, "Look, I mean, you guys just spent the last like two, like, well, now it's four years, learning a different language, um, you know, and uh, being able to apply it. So, um, you know, figure that out, and then now really focus on being able to apply it in all these different scenarios and learn from experience. Because, I mean, that's another thing. We have very little experience up to this point, but I mean, mm -hmm. some of these kids are so smart. Like, I, I'm, you know. I'm pretty dumb compared to some of these guys. I mean, I worked really hard and I've learned my stuff, but you know, some of these guys just get it, you know, like that, but, um, yeah, but they don't know how to talk to a wall, dude. I mean, you're telling me, uh, we just mentioned it and, and the, uh, we just recorded the last podcast. We haven't posted it yet, but that's what we talk about. They were talking to my buddy who's also, he's, I mean, he's very smart compared to me, but he, he's going to be, he's applying. Right. Um, and then he was talking to an attending physician and she's like, look, you're, you're obviously smart and you seem normal and I'm going to do everything I can to like give you letters of recommendation and stuff like that. And he's like, 
that's all it took just to seem normal like that mm-hmm. she literally said those words and i'm like i guess man i mean there's some weird people there's definitely some goofballs yeah, i in, mean uh, meeting doctors that my wife's worked with some of them you literally if it's not medical you can't have a conversation with them it, it's yeah. just it's not there uh, it's uh, weird. yeah man yeah you're, you're definitely there with it um yeah it's wild honestly I, I know a few people, not nearly as many as Grizz, that went into the medical field. Almost mm. universally, almost universally, they hate it. You're the dumb one, Jerry? Or... Yeah, yeah. I'm oh. just, look, I, I'm sitting on a blank background talking to someone with a secret identity. I'm not that smart. Yeah, look, we, we yeah. didn't make it far. We took a wrong turn somewhere. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad to be here with you. All the smart ones seem like they really hate their job. Well, I'm much happier than they are. Mm. Now, that's got me wondering why someone like you would go into that field. Did you not know about this ahead of time that that life sucks? Don't. Bro, nobody don't. warned me. No one <laughs> warned me and I'm too far. No. Um, I've way honestly, too much debt. <laughs> dude. Well, you, you guys want to just, I, I might have just said it, but did you guys mention, just guess, quick, one guess, my debt Ooh. right now, four years of medical school. Where, plus where did you go? I went to university. Well, I shouldn't say that. I'm a, I'm a secret. Uh, but I went to St. George's University for medical school. It's in the Caribbean. In the Caribbean? That sounds uh, like you might have got a good it's, deal. It's the middle. It's the middle ground as far as uh, medical school price. I'm going to say 120. You said, four, you said four years? 120? Okay. Uh, yeah, four years of medical school. Uh, you said what? Plus undergrad. This is plus undergrad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm, go, I'm going 120, Chris. What's your I'm guess? I'm going two, okay. two, 210. 210. 400k yeah. baby that's where i was headed towards and i was like nah i'm gonna yep. fucking lowball this <laughs> that, that's okay yeah, trevor man. i don't like money either yeah I hate, <laughs> uh, yeah i hate myself uh four so it works out great uh 400k principal twelve thousand interest but luckily covid happened um i'm probably the only person who can say that and our school loan interest stopped during that mm-hmm. time so yeah, yeah. I'm blessed now, how do you feel about your job prospects and your future looking at, you're starting out with $400,000 in debt. My mm-hmm. house isn't even worth that much. Right. Yeah, it's a mortgage, baby. Uh, a good one. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, that sucks. Um, and, I, you know, people tell you, oh, it's going to be a lot of work and you're going to have to spend a lot of money. You know? And, and you know, you're like, okay, I get it. I'm going to do it anyway. And if you have to have that attitude going into it. Um, uh, otherwise you're not gonna make it kind of um yeah you gotta have your heart in it there's no right. doubt about that you, gotta, that you, you really gotta, gotta want to make the money after you've paid all the money yeah and even then if you're like if you're smart enough you don't go into medicine if you want money you know um yeah, yeah. but with that said i am gonna make plenty when i get out of this you know um residency pays whatever 70k which isn't that much but and that's mm. the three to four years for em but then once you get out i mean i'm uh, average salary right now is 300,000 a year uh, for mm-hmm. emergency medicine. So, you know, Hey, I, I'm, I'm going to be able to eat. That's for sure. So yeah, I <laughs> guess from that perspective, it's annoying, but you know, I signed up for this, you know, um, it, it kind of is what it is. I'm just thankful to be here at this point. All right. So you were in school when COVID hit, right? Yeah. Did mm-hmm. you see like any students just bail out and say, yeah, I'm not dealing with this? um no because we didn't see it firsthand so we were on the in the caribbean at the time at school and it's a really nice uh place to be but they so covid hit and we were hearing all the stuff right and they were just like 
all right, you all have to go home now. We're like, what? There's like 3,000 students on this island in the middle of the Caribbean and we have no infrastructure. And they're like, yep, uh, we're bringing a bunch of uh, air uh, flights here and you guys just get on. We're like, Jesus, okay. Like sold my <laughs> motorcycle in at 24 hours. Like I packed yes. up all my stuff into suitcases, you know, just left the rest. And we, yeah, we bailed because um, they just, you know, there's like <laughs> two ventilators on the island. Yeah. Um, but uh, no, so we, we didn't really see it, you know? You know, a lot of the stuff you you just kind of ignore it and go, I want to be a doctor, you know, for better or worse. And it, it's not as like, it's not as like beautiful as it sounds. It's more of just you're like, screw it, I'll just do it anyway, even though there's all <laughs> these, mm-hmm. you know, red flags. Um, yeah. It's almost like, oh, I'm going to get into this bad relationship just because, you know, it looks nice rather than like, yeah. I want to save the world, you know, <laughs> people say that, but I just don't believe them, you know, most of the time. I think some, some people are, are there. They just haven't had it burnt out of them yet. That's <laughs> sure, sure. Yeah, there's some beautiful people there too, you know, um, you just, there's not, you know, everyone thinks they are and it's like, okay, sure, yeah, you know. Yeah, once shit hits the fan, then it all changes. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, it's like, oh, Oh, and then you look at your salary or whatever. It's like, oh yeah, this you're you're so you're such a hero now. Mm-hmm. Well, the world needs doctors, so you know I appreciate that you were dumb enough to do it, but smart enough to pass. I <laughs> <laughs> got you, got you, Jerry. Um, so, how do you uh, you know dealing with people in the hospital now? And you said this: a lot of your coworkers are like, uh, I don't know, I'll call them anti-vax, right? Sure. Uh, they're all they're actually they're all getting fired now but before that how did you guys who were of sound mind deal with that situation so a lot of those people didn't really like spew it out you know it's like hey i think the vaccine's bullshit they just kind of hid yeah they were quiet about it um and didn't say anything so then once the mandate came in um even then people would be like oh yeah i'm vaccinated and then you'd find out like a week later like they either got dropped or they had to get vaccinated you know um but yeah a lot of them just kept quiet it was is that the number i that's what i heard okay that's new york wide though that's not just new york city no, I believe it. And that, I'm guessing that's including like nurses and all, all everyone, right? Yeah, yeah, you, you all get lumped into the same thing. What was the number you said, CNA, Chris? 70,000. Uh, 70,000 that, that what, got fired? Staff yes. that got, yeah, fired. Oh, shit, that's a huge fucking number. That's a lot, yeah. Let me confirm. <laughs> Chris, can you pull that up for me? <laughs> I'm getting it working. <laughs> Chris, prove that shit. <laughs> um yeah but i mean yeah they're just quiet and um the, it's funny i mean we talked about it in one of our podcasts but there's like you know this one medical student who was mentioning it to but he he wasn't mentioning it unless we'd like pull it out of him you know and then yeah even then it, it wasn't based on like sound things he, we every time you kind of like got him in circuit logic he's like look you know i just i don't like it and and uh, and it's scary and i, I don't want to do it and it's like you know how, how can i like blame you too much for that you know um, that instance like, i can understand yeah like i get it you know and he's not going around telling everyone to not take it you know so i guess uh, it's not too bad with that said you know you you have a greater chance of affecting other people now you know and uh, and that's not okay so I, I i get i get you know things haven't been done in the best way possible obviously by the government and everything but you know the vaccine is good is is the bottom line um, yeah i we we agree we're both vaccinated but mm-hmm. you know i know if you talk to people on like the extreme liberal side they'll tell you if you're against the vaccine then you deserve to die i think that's kill a little yourself. bit extreme yeah, yeah <laughs> uh, the you whole know, kill yourself thing I but think, yeah <laughs> i i agree with that as an american i i value the freedom of choice 
you know, the freedom that mm-hmm. we have here, which a lot of co- other countries have it too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this this whole blaming them for like the continuing uh, pandemic, I don't think that's really a valid point. Yeah, I, it's probably worse because they're not getting vaccinated. Sure. But if you're just a random guy who's like, I don't want to get the vaccine, you do your thing. I'm just not going to get it. Well, that's not a good choice for him, in my opinion. But mm-hmm. he's not actively telling other people to stop and, mm-hmm. you know, adding to growing that idea. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it is just misunderstanding. Uh, a perfect example is uh, I read a company email recently. Uh, I won't say it's from my company. It was just a company email that I read okay. where uh, a, uh, a higher up official in the company was saying, uh, they they were basically trying to appease the people who were anti-vax. And what they said in the email was the mRNA vaccine is new technology. Understand your apprehension, but we think you should get it. Well, that sort of thing right there, I, I want to point out is totally wrong and really a bad way to approach this because mRNA vaccines are not new technology. They've been around since the 80s. So even on a professional level, people are getting the wrong information and they find out later, well, that's not true. Mm-hmm. Where does that leave them? That's they, like, they have that's no idea where to get right info. Now. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard. I mean, yeah, it's, it's try not to appease people, but also have understanding is kind of like, I guess, the way to go. I don't know how I would do it from like a corporate standpoint. I'd probably just be like, yo, you guys got to get this or you're gone or something. But well, that's where um, we're at now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're seeing it. So and, and healthcare workers, I mean, I, I if I totally get that. I mean, you, you are directly impacting, you know, your patients by by doing that. And you are if you're a civilian too, but this is America. So, you know, I, yeah. I, I get it. Um, but yeah, if if you're a healthcare worker and you understand it and you're still against it, all right, you know, this yeah, you you have every right to not to not get it, but you can't work here. That's just, like that's just how it is. Yeah, I mean, I don't like the idea of mandates and uh, mm-hmm. going backwards. So they were saying 83,000 people were not fully vaccinated, medical workers in New York. Mm-hmm. So what number actually got vaccinated after a mandate? I have no clue. But that was the number that they put out for wasn't vaccinated when the mandate started. Um, I, I don't like the idea of a mandate, right? Like if you mm-hmm. want to get it, get it. If you don't, don't, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but like working in a hospital you're the, they had the flu vaccine. You either have to get the flu vaccine right, or you yeah. have to wear a mask whenever you're that's in been a thing. Yeah. That's been a thing for years, mm-hmm. you know? Um, but so do I understand why they're trying to do them? Yeah. But do I like it? No, mm-hmm. but I'm vaccinated. So I don't really mm-hmm. give a shit. Grizz, I take personal offense by what you're saying right now. Let that's me, right. let me explain myself. <laughs> Cause obviously I'm vaccinated. So I, you know, I, I mostly agree with you, but let's talk about social media for a second with you, Chris. Mm-hmm. You, uh, you're a big proponent of you're not going to hide from big tech. They're going to get your information. So mm-hmm. who gives a shit if they're tracking you, if you have nothing to hide? That's right. So if you have nothing to hide, let them track you. That's for one, a terrible stance, which you know that I feel that way, but that is that. <laughs> so that translates directly to saying something like, I have nothing to say, so I don't care about free speech. Okay. <laughs> I don't and, agree, but fine. <laughs> <laughs> you don't agree with that? You know, because freedom of speech, like, even though you, you're saying because I don't have a problem with freedom of speech, I, you can let, get rid of it. This is not the same as big tech, no matter what you do, is already going to have your information. Yeah, so that's that's a violation right of now, your privacy. Re- I, I, I'll tie this back me- into what you were saying in a second. But that is a violation of your privacy, which you're sure. okay with because it's inevitable and you have nothing to hide. Yes, right? that big word, inevitable. 
<laughs> yes, it's inevitable and you have nothing to hide. So yeah. little guy Grizz isn't going to fight the system. But then we're talking about these mandates and mm -hmm. you don't agree with mandates because it's a violation of rights, but you're perfectly fine giving up your privacy. It's not that I'm Where are you? Fine I'm getting mixed signals. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm not fine with giving up your privacy. The problem is it's already gone. That's where I say what it's gone. What does it matter? Right now, because we're having this conversation, I will get ads later about the vaccine. My Trevor, we need right a mediator. Here. Is Grizz an idiot? <laughs> yes, I am. Uh, but that's besides the point. <laughs> Everyone's entitled to their opinion, Jerry. Dude, we've done we've done episodes on all sorts of stuff. Later on that evening, I'll have an ad on my phone for it. Yeah, it's, it, that's how bad that it is. That is wild, yeah. And is, so my point to Jerry, Jerry doesn't like big tech being in his life. So, and he's he's against it because he's really a fucking hipster, but that's fine. Mm. And, Can you tell by my, my gray hair? <laughs> my hair is actually black. This is not my natural hair color. Yeah, I don't know. He wanted to be older. It's weird. But so my point is with all of that, you can't get away from it, right? If you do every Jerry, Jerry and I work together. That's how we met where we'd literally be standing next to her. So Jerry, Jerry could have done everything possible that he wanted to do to stay away from big tech, but because I had it, it didn't matter. So that's a kind of comparable to the vaccine, I guess. Exactly, because I could be standing right next to you and someone who's not vaccinated, and because they're not vaccinated, we're exposed. Yeah, but, but, but you're yet still okay because you're, you're vaccinated. That's the other thing that I have issue with everything is the not, if you're looking at all the, the medical crap that the, the media is putting out right now, no one outside of the, the medical field can get a really good feel of how anything's going. Like I have we no just idea think the happening. world is burning down <laughs> and we're all fucked. But if you actually look at the hardcore numbers, you're like, oh, okay, never mind. I'm going to go outside. Hmm. Well, Speaking sometimes, of numbers, yeah. Go ahead. Sometimes, go ahead, like when you look at the numbers, it's all, it's sometimes it's hard to comprehend. Like, look, if you just see like a 10,000, you're like, I don't know if that's a lot for this thing or a little for this thing, you know? So especially as someone who's not even in medicine, it's like, how could you even know where to ask questions, let alone what numbers mean? Um, and, you know, and when you, when you're actually in there and, and you see, you know, I'm in the ICU right now and like, you see, look, this person's literally dying on a ventilator and it's due to COVID, you know, you're just like, it's, it's, it's hard to explain that to somebody and then they just, completely understand it you know they didn't see it you know but have you, you kind of are just seeing it every day have you had anyone ask for the vaccine after they got covid oh yeah almost every time really yeah what the fuck yeah almost every time like right there like, hey, proof in yeah the pudding. yeah just like you know it's one of the first questions like you know whatever i'm feeling myalgias i have fever i have the you know obvious covid symptoms you know and you're like okay so it's probably covid we'll do an extra chest x-ray blah 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 and uh you're like okay would you you know it's probably covid i'm sorry to say and then you know, we test them okay yeah you have covid would you you know would you like the vaccine now and they're like oh yeah absolutely you know because they're scared you know hmm. but i mean at, at that point what is it going to do um so let's say you get covid it will decrease the severity of future COVID if you get it yeah. again, because it sounds yep. like, yeah, you can get it again. But you're talking and about that's like the same thing guy. with getting the vaccine. So if you get COVID and then you give the vaccine, I guess it's just doubling down on it. I, I'm not, the, I'm no expert on that as far mm -hmm. as that goes, but that's my understanding of it. Yeah, because I, my thought was if you were getting, so you get the vaccine, your body's used to it, and then. You come by COVID, it already knows how to fight it off. That's why right. realistically that's, what it's doing is it's reducing the severity of our cases, right? Right, right. And that's that's like the linear progression of my understanding too. Mm -hmm. I, for instance, have got have gotten the vaccine. 
uh, gotten COVID and gotten COVID again. So, nice. um, I mean, well, you know, what was are we it, doing was here? it progressively less severe, uh, when you, you know, as you, so you got mm-hmm. the vaccine, which I don't know if you had any symptoms or not, then you mm-hmm. got COVID. How mm-hmm. was your first and second run of COVID as a person who was vaccinated? Sure. So for me, had had symptoms of the vaccine, just kind of had a shitty night of sleep. Um, and then I uh, got COVID and we'll say it was like a five out of 10 on annoyingness or whatever. And then I didn't have the oh, worst symptoms for any the of this. And then, scale, I like it. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Tried and true. And then I, uh, I got it again. And I would say it was about the same. Honestly, I don't think it was reduced. Um, it was about the same as, as last time. So, and then my cough kind of lingered for a long time, but, um, I mean, it's just, it, and I, I, I haven't looked at the numbers. I'm just studying all the time for non COVID things, but, um, I'm guessing that, the numbers are coming in and that it's probably showing that there's decreased severity in people who have gotten the vaccine with COVID. And I'm guessing it's also showing that there is decreased, um, geez, I'm, I'm foggy right now, but, um, getting, getting the COVID, um, illness. So, um, the numbers that I saw last that were real numbers, not from like a media out media outlet was getting, it was one in eight unvaccinated, getting it bad. Uh, unvaccinated was one in 65 and then getting it vaccinated was like one in 365,000 oh Jesus that's and then getting it bad and vaccinated is like one in some ungodly number so Mm. those are numbers that like most people who've gone through elementary school can understand Mm -hmm. right right I mean that's right there um yeah I mean yeah and then you let's say you hear one person say doesn't give those numbers, but just says, Hey, you should get vaccinated. One person that says, Hey, you shouldn't get vaccinated. That's different. Now you're just like, I don't know who to listen to. I'll listen to the person I'm closer to, you know? So I get that. Like, but, um, you know, if you, if you look into it, obviously you'll, you'll have, you know, real numbers and things to look at, but you know, people don't care and I don't blame them. Like, yeah, I got shit to do. I got to make money today. You know, <laughs> like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the one thing we, we did an anti-vax episode very mm-hmm. early and you should rephrase that. that. You said we didn't anti-vax. You should rephrase that. We weren't doing it being anti-vax. We were talking about Mm anti-vaxxers very early. Like this was, I was a year ago. It was last year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And um, one thing that we found, a lot of it just had to do with the fact that people just didn't know what the hell they were talking, like what it was. So if you give them a class and you teach them about it, Mm -hmm. I think that what came out of it was like 80% of them were after the class would get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. but then people would be like oh you're gonna make me do this class like this is bull you know yeah, so. <laughs> yeah. well that's the, that's my whole problem with the mandate though you know if you're for, if you change around you force someone to do it those people on the fence all right fine they're probably going to do it right they want to keep their job they want to keep their livelihood those people who are on the, the far end they're not they you're just they're going to buck hard and they're going to double down on what they're already doing yeah, I, I know people personally that are perfectly willing to accept getting fired uh, coming up in the next couple of months because they don't mm-hmm. want to get it. Which uh, is wild. What yeah, a that crazy thing to mind. live and die for right there. That's yeah. Hey. But they feel that strong. That shows how strong they feel about it, you know? Yeah, it's interesting. Interesting. It time. is. Dude, <laughs> so, right now we live in a fascinating time. So we're, we were talking <laughs> off air recently, uh, and maybe you'll be able to speak to this, but uh, we know a lot of people who are against the vaccine, whether, you know, varying degrees of such. And one thing that keeps coming up is uh, COVID-related death. I'm sure you've heard that term, right? Uh, dying of COVID complications or however they word it on the news or mm-hmm. on the death certificate. Mm-hmm. How 
how prevalent is it really that people are dying, they just happen to have COVID, and it's written up as because of COVID is the reason that they died, when really it was like they had a staph infection and just happened to have COVID at the same time? Sure. Yeah, I could speak on this a little more. Um, so when it comes to cause of death, there's only so many things that even come up in the first place. Okay. So like your heart stops, for instance. Yeah. It's got, you know, more scientific language than that, or, you know, your lungs aren't Keep working. It dumbed you know? down, all right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're getting past my limit right now. <laughs> So yeah, like your heart stops or, you know, so you're not getting circulation anywhere or your lungs aren't working, you know, or whatever, like your acid base level is off the charts, you know, things like that. Um, those are the only ways you can really die. Um, so if we're really breaking it down to that, yeah, let's say, um, you know, you got syphilis and, you know, whatever this is a long time ago, if you're dying from syphilis, but you got syphilis <laughs> and like you let it ride out and you die from that, right? You're not going to die of syphilis. You're dying because, you know, your lungs stopped working or something. And that is secondary to, that's what we call it, secondary to um, your illness, you know, syphilis. So, and let's say you have multiple things, right? Let's say you have, God, why did I use syphilis? But let's say you have syphilis and like- a, <laughs> Keep rolling with syphilis, it's good. <laughs> and, and a bunch of other stuff, right? A bunch of other comorbidities. You have congestive heart failure, you have whatever, some kind of respiratory thing, COPD, all these other things, diabetes, right? And then, you know, you eventually die. Um, you, it's, you know, you go into cardiac arrest or something. Yeah, we have like multiple things that are indicating you can die of cardiac arrest due to these things, you know, diabetes, for instance, but, and we can say secondary to, you know, um, diabetes, but at the end of the day, you know, you, you should know specifically, you'd have to like do an autopsy and do all these other things. And, you know, what are we going to do that when there's like a thousand people dying each day mm. of like, you know, COVID related things. And um, I mean, the bottom line is if you see people coming in, they have COVID, they're not breathing and they haven't had something like this happen before, or it's like an extreme exacerbation of their COPD. And you're like, okay, the only thing that change has changed here is they have COVID as far as I know. So then, you know, you put them on the ventilator or whatever, and they deteriorate. It's like, all right, this is likely due to COVID. And I'll, I'll give it, I'll give it to, um, you know, whoever the other side is, I guess the, like in the beginning, especially, you don't know for sure that you're dealing with a new illness, like to expect, you know, doctors are very good at what they do. And they know a lot of things, but you give them a new thing that they haven't seen before. And yeah, we've known Coronavirus, we've known these things, but like, it's doing different things than we've experienced. So until we come out with research, until we've come out with numbers, that's the whole point of science, you know, it takes time. And to expect people to know exactly what's going on and to to, to be able to relate every death according to it's thing, you know, is, is another, is another issue. And one more point, I was going long, but when, when we had COVID happening initially and we were putting people on ventilators, like I said, the medical system was like maxed out and, you know, now we're starting to realize maybe we shouldn't have put people on all these ventilators one, because we couldn't keep track of all of them. Cause it takes, you know, a lot of people to control all these things, but, um, it's not the best method unless, you know, certain criteria are met, but we were trying to be safe and like put people under and then give them these ventilators and stuff. And really we're starting to realize that it's probably making things worse. Not that we don't put people with COVID on ventilators, but it, it's, it's under more strict criteria now. Mm -hmm. Right. And right. we figured more things out. So, all right. So that's gonna for, how I break it down. For the I sake of this argument too. That, oh, sorry, Chris, I just want to get this out of the way first. Uh, for the sake of this argument too. And the, uh, uh, what do we want to call them? Uh, the COVID, the, the vaccine opposition, I guess. Mm -hmm. uh, I'll break it down simple to a yes or no. 
I know you can't speak for the entire country, but where you've worked, are records being falsified to say this person died of COVID just to, uh, I guess, bolster the argument to get the vaccine? Okay. As far as, far as I understand, I mean, that's uh, the cause of death is up to the physician who's writing the thing. Right, bottom right. Line. Have I seen people do that? specifically to bolster numbers? No. But have I seen people falsify documents? Yes, for sure. Every single day. I mean, sometimes in smaller ways, sometimes in larger ways. Right. But I don't, I mean, that's a pretty wild thing to do to, to, you know, to be like, Oh, I'm just going to put this secondary to COVID just so I can up the numbers. I haven't seen anyone do that. I haven't seen anyone care enough to really do that. Um, Even people who are like, that I've seen anyway, I can only speak of people I've seen, but who are super, you know, oh my God, I can't believe we're not vaccinating everybody, you know, what's going on. Even they, you know, I, I don't know, I haven't seen them just like, be like, hey, you know, look, look what I'm doing. I'm bolstering numbers, you know, and people, it's funny, like when you're in it, in it, like it, there's not a lot of secrets that are kept, you know, you kind of know a lot of dirt on a lot of people, you yeah. know, <laughs> it's, it's crazy like that. Yeah, yeah. And and people talk and and people talk about like you know like the moon landing it could have been staged or something, but the fact that it, it would have gotten out by somebody you know it, it just people people gossip that's just what people do yeah. you know we're so, talking about an organization of people yeah it's really exactly. hard to keep a secret that right. serious that, yeah yeah we'll my thing that time. I kind of equated it to was there's two things a COVID does a lot of shit to your body that's fucked up and oh, it can cause all and we still don't even know the whole body the whole body I just I just started a research paper on hemorrhagic encephalopathy induced possibly secondary to COVID because we just ruled out all the other things that could have come up possibly been and we got it down to the trauma because the guy fell from a seizure that can cause head bleeding right but it just it didn't seem like enough and it was more likely that it was due to the virus so you know but that's what yeah, can cause like, anything yeah all right so if if you actually get into like what covid's doing with your lungs it has more to do with its sludging of your blood and that you it has something to do with uh what's the fluid between your Plasma? lungs with the no oh, sorry the pleural fluid yeah yes yes yeah it, so it's some has something to do with the actual diffusion between the pleural fluid we're getting way past jerry i can tell he's gone <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, so jerry, we'll so come back do don't worry COVID. we'll be back with <laughs> So there's so much more to do there than just people can't breathe, right? There's a reason yeah. they can't breathe, and it's because their blood's turned into fucking 90 weight. Right, you know? so it causes coagulopathy, yeah. So, it, like, your your blood gets thicker, you know? It does the opposite of warfarin and blood thinners. Um, exactly. So you can have, so like, a heart that, attack due to COVID. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and it was affecting kids. It was causing, uh, like, arteritis and stuff, like, just crazy stuff, you know? Um, and uh yeah it affects the immune system it affects the nervous system like it's it's wild man it's definitely wild it, it, and that's what like in the beginning we didn't know what the fuck was going on because everything's like another day you're like wait a minute it's doing what mm -hmm. and then yeah, so like, then on top of that seizures now like yeah, exactly and then but so you also have what's the media is the media we're getting back to the whole do they even understand what the doctors are saying right or what the, the press of the hospital is saying so mm -hmm. they're putting out exactly so they're putting out oh he died of covid right yeah. yeah and there could just be communication discrepancies and stuff and then the bottom line like i'm saying all this stuff but i wasn't there like i wasn't there when covid first hit and all this stuff was going on so i you know i i'm, I'm just saying from what i see now and i you know i just i haven't seen you know people bolster numbers you know and stuff like that but um uh, also to go back to you getting covid twice it just uh, apparently yeah. you can't don your pp 
<laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, you know what's crazy? We talked about this in episode two. Is like, um, I mean, most doctors are you know very efficient with their PPE and stuff and follow guidelines. And but you know when you're not in a patient room or something and you're outside, like especially in the emergency department, man, they've just they've already been through it all and they saw all that stuff before. And now they're just like, you know, they got their mask off. They're just like eating a sandwich like right next to a COVID room. Like they've already been through it all. You know, they just don't give a shit anymore. They're burnt out. <laughs> yeah yeah oh bro for sure for sure dude my wife's emergency room when it when it first hit and they had like the ppe shortages and all that shit um jerry and i used to do automotive stuff so i had a uh mask and i actually borrowed his um his uh 3m respirator mm. we, we both had one because all of her doctors and all of the er workers they didn't have any masks they mm -hmm. were using one mask in a week yeah that's so cool all the doctors were picking up 3M respirators. And I said, here, take this one. I borrowed Jerry's, gave it to her. And they were cleaning them with bleach. And I'm like, I understand where you're going with that, but that doesn't really work when it comes to a 3M mask, but okay, fine. <laughs> yeah, they, were, they were going nuts. Probably gonna ruin the integrity of the mask, but you know, you're doing bit. what you gotta do. <laughs> <laughs> so other than COVID, what kind of crazy shenanigans you've been running into? I mean, it, it's, it's kind of, you know, with the whole pandemic thing, it's kind of, that's, it, that's the only thing I've seen so far. So, it's, you know, I'm trying to like separate, you know, what the actual environment would be like without the pandemic versus with the pandemic. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I guess, I mean, a lot of, so a lot, and uh, <laughs> the thing is a lot of the stuff that I've seen, I, you know, I'm guessing it's just like normal, like medical things, you know? So we've seen a lot of other shenanigans. Um, I mean, I, I, this is a funny story. I mean, just when it comes to the ER, I mean, first of all, just like the wide variety of patients, just like wild ass people, crazy people, you know, but then there's also people who, you know, oh, hey, you know, I got abdominal pain. Um, I'm not sure what's going on. I can't poop right now and stuff like that. And then you're like, okay, well, you know, come on in, you do a full physical exam, work everything up. You're like, all right, well, I, th I can't figure out what's wrong. We're going to do an x-ray, you know, the abdomen, figure out. Inch dildo. And then you see the <laughs> dildo, you know, it's just right in there. Just, just tell just, us in the beginning, why do this like, work? <laughs> hey, so this was kind of pertinent information. Um, you have a dildo in your ass, you know. Um. So how, how many of them, when you present that information, are like, what? How did that get in there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whoa, whoa. This COVID thing's really crazy. Put a dildo in my ass. Um, I, I, I was out of it last night, man. I had a fever. Ass. Yeah. <laughs> No, um, an infectious disease guy. He he's always he's you know I can't believe syphilis is coming up again. It's so rare. Um, but right. syphilis. So he you know he's like the guy in New York when it comes to like those more rare STDs. And is so he people, a you know, on top of it. Uh, he's pretty weird, but he's not. Yeah, uh, he's pretty goofy. <laughs> <laughs> but he, you know, he's like, one time he mentioned, he's like, oh, this preacher came in and, you know, he was shining all these obvious signs for, you know, uh, syphilis and we tested him and it turned out positive. And we're like, he's like, look, you have syphilis. And the guy's just like, un impossible, unbelievable. I couldn't have it. And he's like, look, um, you know, it's almost impossible for this to happen, but let's just say you got it through shaking hands with somebody and you both happen to have a cut in the same exact place and then your blood transferred. All right, fine. But you have syphilis. So accepted, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. You just get people uh, denying a lot of stuff. Well, the sure. thing with the dildo that gets me, if you mm -hmm. want to use a dildo, fine, go ahead. Why are you using it to the point where it's getting stuck in your ass? Yeah, I mean... <laughs> it's getting, get it. it's getting get a extreme. Bigger dildo. It's getting extreme. Or, you know, just prepare. Have the string on the end of it, yeah, you know, in case cord. you need to fish that thing out. But you know, 
people uh, don't prepare for the worst. I heard stories of uh, there's a prison nearby us that they, they, they all went to the hospital. My wife worked at, and they had a guy who just on the regular, like every two weeks, would shove double uh, A batteries up his dick. It's like that was okay, like his thing. That's that's a big battery to get up there, man. <laughs> that's impre- I honestly am a little bit impressed, and that <laughs> um, to do it regularly. Yeah. Wow. Uh, for the you listeners, like, uh, to work up to the seas. For the listeners, yes, Grizz said up his dick, not up his ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, did I break up there? <laughs> no, I just want to make sure that's really clear because that it hurts to think about. <laughs> it does hurt to think about. And why does he keep doing it? <laughs> and does the does the voltage work? Maybe that's yeah, why the battery's still functioning. You know, like, <laughs> I'm is he making contact? Is there a circuit there? <laughs> when when did you start medical school? I started almost four years ago now, so like three and a half years ago. Say he's trying not to pinpoint who he is, Jeff. <laughs> I, <laughs> no, I, no, I, no, no, I don't need exact that's dates; fine. just a no, rough fine. idea. And March that twelve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, here's my home address and yeah, my, yeah, yeah. my phone number. So <laughs> that, was that the point in time that you said after talking to people, I got to drop the social media? Um. Yeah. And and honestly, I wasn't on social media a ton at that point either. But I was playing like a lot of video games. Um. I was playing a lot of sports and stuff. So, I I completely cut out video games. I like I was like straight up like withdrawing. You know, for like <laughs> uh, for a while. Um. And then, uh, you know, I would just like, all right, I can only play whatever um sports like once a week. You know, with with the with the friends. Um. And so yeah, that was big. But no social media, honestly. Honestly, I'm pretty bad as far as uh, millennials go when it comes to social media. I mean, like, I feel like I could post like funny things every once in a while, but I, like, besides that, I don't know. Like, I don't want to keep up with it. Like, I kind of hate going on it. It makes me like feel bad. <laughs> so you were, you were already an odd man out. So it's yeah, not like you really. Out, yeah. It's not like you really had like this drastic change. Like, I know a no. lot of people who live on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, to I drop mean, a lot of people school. I know, do. Yeah. right. So no, that wasn't a crazy shift. Um, I wish I was more adept at it, you know, especially for like this, for instance, and this would come more easier, but um, you know, whatever, I'm willing to learn and figure out how to spread stuff. But I mean, it'd be nice if like, I already had a bunch of like, well, it wouldn't matter because I'm anonymous, but if I already had a bunch of uh, followers <laughs> or whatever. But, um, so have yeah. you seen, have you seen in your hospital, anyone get themselves into trouble because they are on social media saying some stupid shit? I haven't personally seen it yet. Um, and I know we've all seen it on the news. Yeah, of course, of course. Um, I haven't seen it yet. Um, I know people who um, go on like probation for various things, you know, sometimes on professional behavior, but I haven't heard specifically of anything about social media. Um, I know it's a thing though. I mean, yeah, again, like you've seen it on the news. Um, I mean, part of the clips of our uh, intro is a doctor talking about unprofessional behavior on social media. So um, yeah, it's definitely a thing. And I will not be posting anything wild on social media. That's for sure. So have you talked about anything other than, you know, talking shit? Have you come up with like um, a crazy stance on a, like a hot topic that you think mm-hmm. if, they, if it came question. back to you, you're going to have a problem on your hands? Sure. Um, I think so. Besides talking shit about specific people, I think it's mostly talking crap about like um i don't know just the system in general but i think that's fine like you can complain about that you know i think well, a lot of the it the system is, is fucked up yeah yeah no yeah not this it's not the system is fine i think talking crap about the system is fine like you, yeah you don't, okay. you're not gonna get penalized for that you know but um i think it's when you name specific people you know you don't want things coming back to you um 
but no, I mean, I'm trying to think. I, I'm like, there's got to be some hot topic we have or some, some you know, hot take where it's like uh, different from popular opinion, but I'd have to think about it. But that's a good question. Though. Yeah, it's going to come back to Grizz says, let opioid people die. <laughs> yeah well yeah there's certain things like that where it's like look you know they're the the hospital wants us to do this and i just don't agree with it you know for instance the when i was in the gi rotation we're looking at these you know patients who are i mean let's GI face being it, gastrointestinal gastroenterology yeah and um they're they're fat as fuck man sorry can i swear yeah they're 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 huge, you know, and it's like, all right, you know, okay, let's look at their past medical history. You know, maybe they've got some reasons for this and they can't control it or something. But I mean, a lot of them, you look at their, their history and it's like, yeah, man, it's like, nope. maybe if you just ran a little more, you know, <laughs> and consumed a little less calories, like, I think mm -hmm. you could make it happen, you know, and you, and you ask them more questions and you're just, it just, you don't feel like they're getting, giving it everything that they got. And then, but they come in and, you know, you, they're like, look, I want my whole stomach you know it's re redone i want you to pull out part of it oh, and yeah, reattach yeah. this to there and it's like oh my god like i i could never do that job because i just don't agree with that at all and i just <laughs> i would it would kill me every surgery i did you know to to change this person's anatomy so What's that, that one be, called um obesity yeah, well, that's the, yeah, the, the uh, operation where they it, yeah, they do. it's called that. Some of them are gastric sleeves, other rooms are gastrectomy. Yeah, I've actually on that topic, I have actually offended some some overweight people with my opinion mm. on that because as you can see, I'm not overweight. Uh, you look great, Cherry. Is that what you wanted? <laughs> Thanks. I was thirsty. He's dying on the inside. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> yeah. But uh, my my opinion, being a person who is into fitness for the most part. On average, there's very few cases where this is not the case. If you're fat, it's a lifestyle choice. Now, I, I know a lot of people who are fat. In my opinion, I can't think of any off the top of my head right now who are medically fat. Because I'm sure there's, like, if you have a thyroid issue that's it's out of control, you're going to get fat. people. Yeah. Right. And even then you can, you can do your best to control it. Right. So even then it's still, an, you know, something you can choose. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be a lot harder, of course, but it, I mean, it's still a choice, man. You know, I don't know. I'm saying that as like a person with the metabolism of like uh, amazingness, but um, I'm a bigger guy. And it, like, I, I don't mind being a bigger guy. If I wanted to be thin, I've been thin in, at points in my life. Mm -hmm. I was in the Marine Corps. You can't be in there fat. Like, <laughs> yeah. And you know, a lot of people, I think what they take offense is they think that I have a problem with fat people. I have a lot what of people I know who are fat that I love those people. I have a lot of fat, fat friends. <laughs> I have fat friends. It's okay. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> I don't, I don't have a problem with you. If you're fat, if you're fat and you know, you're fat and you're comfortable yeah. and you take responsibility for it, then yeah, I'm if fine you're like, Hey, too, I'm right? fat and I love mm -hmm. it. Cool, man. Mm -hmm. Let's go get a beer or something. But if you're fat and you're like, I'm fat because I have, you know, I have bad genes. Well, your genes wouldn't be bad yeah. if you took a walk. You know, <laughs> right. it's, it's not, maybe obviously your not jeans that out simple. A little bit, man. Yeah. Damn. But if, if your jeans are making you fat, you know, there's things you can do to not, not succumb to that. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think a, what, in that scenario, what it comes down to is you're telling people what they know is true, but they don't want to hear. And that's people what, it, that's truth, what offending people is in general, right? You're telling something a true fact most of the time that they don't want to hear and they don't like it. And to go back yeah. on your question a little bit, um, so like I've seen doctors like say a lot of the stuff we're saying and like not only totally get away with it, but like no one even questions them. Um, and I mean, that's just kind of, uh, you know, they can can do that. You know, they're attending physicians now. They have a lot of, uh, 
um you know they've been there a while so they can kind of do those things i'm in like the most sensitive part of the process so i just kind of want to be careful with it but um also like uh, i mean it's sad to say but when you're in a poor area and your your patient um population is people who don't really speak english and like all these other things like you can you really have more leeway you know and and you could say i mean some of these guys say like really offensive things like right next to patients and stuff like that and you're like oh my god like this is the most unprofessional <laughs> thing ever it makes me look like a fucking angel but yeah uh, that that actually that reminds me so uh i in poorer uh communities there's there's a lot of obesity and i think that's actually on average the government's fault now i'm not sure. one for big government or blaming everything on the government but bullshit. the government in a not bullshit <laughs> I, I do blame the government for a lot of shit yeah and you do. obesity is one of them <laughs> okay. obesity in poor communities is a lot to do with the government because they're on food stamps and you know they go out and buy food that we all have to buy but they're on a restricted budget like i can choose to pay more to get healthier food but if you're on a fixed income and food corporations are in the back pocket of government officials you're going to get the cheap food and you're going to get fat you're going to tell yeah, me that's not the government gris it's not because if you've ever been with anyone who's ever been on that stuff do you know what most of it is fruit and veggies there's other shit on there but they like specific parts of it are like yep you can buy fruit and veggies milk crap like that well there's like, a, there's so, a yeah, lot of right. food stamps it, you can get whatever you can get there's now, it, it's not like they're saying you can't get all junk food because a lot of people on food stamps can but the issue is all the shit that makes you fat is the most affordable well so so that's a different beast right i'm get off the whole food stamps thing if you're not making a shit ton of money and you're not on food stamps, you can't afford the healthier crap. Like that's how it is. That's the shit that I would agree with you. Yeah. You're going to end up buying whatever, whatever carb chip crap, whatever, because chicken nuggets, because it's easier to afford. Well, it, goes, it, it goes deep and it goes superficial. Like, it, you know, it goes, you can go all the way to like the subsidies for farmers and stuff doing like corn based stuff, or you can go, you know, more. And then it, you know, then it's, you could do patient education too. Oh, maybe we're not teaching them enough. Or, you know, it's like, Hey, they're not willing to learn enough. I guess that's an argument too, you know, or, you know, it could, there's the food stamps thing and then there's the can't afford it thing. And so it, it's really at like all levels. Um, but yeah, the government is, has to be partially to blame. I mean, if you say they have no blame, then, then you're just wrong, but there you go, Grizz, you're just <clears throat> wrong. Well, they're just wrong i said it. never did i say that i was right <laughs> never did i hint towards that ever it's true though i, I do blame the government for a mouth. lot of shit but come on oh, Chris, look back at the last 50 years how much fucking sinister shit has the government done that put oh, us man. where we are now? there's some goofy I, ass I, shit. I don't disagree i i totally agree with you and you know for a fact that i've seen shit that i'm like oh all right you know, i mean with nutrition and stuff too i mean the food pyramid i mean the food on, pyramid and God, the bottom of it they're just yeah, yeah. eat carbs all day yeah, um, love it. But I think a lot of that stems from uh, several different things. One, the '60s, the government just did whatever the fuck they wanted, and you also have, I think, movies play into it too, right? Hmm? There Tell are some government what, officials who are trying to do what they're what they want to do. Uh, but I think you talk about like Coke corruption. ads where they like have the label out or something. <laughs> More like just in general, if you watch in movies, no one in the government's ever done anything good in a movie. Oh, you see, so you mean like movies coloring people's opinion of mm -hmm. the government? No, again, okay. I think the government's fucked <laughs> because I've seen it firsthand and it's fucked. Right, but I here, just you, here you are sending me mixed signals again, Grizz. That's what I do. 
Listen, if you want to know, if you want to know the government's fucked, just look at the fiscal budget. All right. The end of every year, they take all the fucking money from the, all their parties, pull it together and spend it. That way they'll have it again next year. That's a great spending plan. Boom. Done. Like if you're asking where the government's fucked, yes, it is. <laughs> so I think uh, that's one thing that all parties can agree on. Yeah. Now, now we were talking a couple minutes ago about uh, social media and this whole uh, division between fat and not fat has reminded me of uh, the metaverse. Either you know what this is? No? Grizz, you know what the metaverse is? That that disappointed look makes me feel like you know it. (laughs) Metaverse? Maybe I've heard it. I'm thinking multiverse. No, no, no. Metaverse. This is uh, like an extension upgrade of the internet type of thing. I don't really know how to describe it fully. Um, What the fuck? But Facebook is kind of responsible for implementing this. This is... It's a combination of... uh, different big tech companies and they're creating what is the metaverse kind of an extension off the internet. And what this is going to do is it's going to create these virtual reality spaces. You've seen ready player one, you guys. No, I know of it. Um, Basically imagine a fully immersed video game. Yeah. So it's, it is an online space that you can occupy. So you put on whatever the VR shit is. And in the case of Facebook, Grizz, what do they have? The VR headset. Oculus? Yes, I, I think. think that's what it is. So, Dude, if you had that shit, there wouldn't be fat people. No, that's what I'm getting at. I think it's going to get worse. <laughs> so the metaverse is this three-dimensional digital space, kind of like Ready Player One, where you go into this immersive world. And I think we're going to end up in the situation where people live there. Like they'll be in a bed somewhere, I'm sure. But they're going to be tied into this virtual system, into these digital worlds, and... Uh, they're going to be like the fat people from Wally, where their bones start to disappear, mm. <laughs> and then you're going to have the digital people and the people people. Yeah, follow. Oh, you think it's going to like almost divide itself? Yeah, I think we're going. I think this is going to be an evolutionary divergence. Huh. Okay. I like See, that. I think that you're going to have the. Uh, I don't know what the foot thing's called that they had in that, so you could run in the video oh, it's game. Just, and it would, it's just an oh. omnidirectional uh, treadmill. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like, if you have exist that, now. No one be those, fat. Yeah, those I exist know it now. I know. That's what I don't I'm saying. Know. I think you're still gonna have the people who are like, oh, I'd rather. Oh, be you're absolutely gonna have the people who are like, <laughs> fuck that. Why would I want to run? Yeah. <laughs> right. Or yeah, just let, push this joystick. Let's be real here, Grizz. Though, if we end up in the next ten years with an, a fully implemented metaverse where people put on their Oculus and they're in here, it's not going to be that much longer before it's tied into your nervous system and you don't have to move. True. Ooh, what yeah what i'm waiting for is when we are people are replacing limbs on voluntary i'll be doing it yeah fuck yeah i mean pictures are already getting like tommy john surgery when they don't need it so they can you know they got more uh torque on their fastball yeah, but, so know? that's like an example but i'm talking like <laughs> yeah you i know replace like, your limb with limb like a like fucking mechanical shit, sure. limb like yeah it yeah, feels yeah. the whole nine yards and now you have a sword that shoots out of it or something like <laughs> when's that coming? i kind of want that <laughs> this has actually come exactly. up before uh grizz I, I don't remember what you said. I said I would absolutely do that. My legs are pretty good, but I would totally chop them off and get bionic legs that were 100 times better than what I have now. My knees are fucked. <laughs> Trevor, knee replacements are a lot, but uh, I think when you go bionic legs, I think at some point they'll make them cheap enough where it's like, man, I'll just replace them. Yeah, yeah it's, it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Trevor, which one are you giving up? What, do you, what, what body part are you giving up for a fake one? You can say um, you can say dick here. It's okay. Yeah, I mean the obvious answer. I mean, <laughs> the obvious answer is my cock. Um, yeah, 
I mean, extends here's the thing. I mean, we're going to have to be competing with these uh, robotic uh, entities that will provide the greatest sex um, ever, ever seen. So, you know, yeah, I think it'll be Dick first. With the sex robots. It'll be Dick first. And then honestly, bold take, I think I'm going to go intestines. I'm going to, I'm going to re replace my intestines. Cause I know I'm going to have some issues in the, in the near future. Yeah, and Jerry then, and then we'll do that. something else. That's a good point. I never even thought about internal organs. Grizz, I mm -hmm. need new intestines. He does. He, he does need new intestines. It goes through <laughs> easy, huh? Uh, uh, so I, as a doctor, I assume you know GI stuff, right? Because you were talking about working at uh, GI. To some extent, yeah. <laughs> so I have ulcerative colitis, which has come up a couple uh, of times in this yeah, show. Yeah, that sucks. AKA bitch internals. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But it's my superpower. I have to stay so? healthy. I, I have oh, no choice. Yeah. I have to stay healthy or I'll die, which is why That's a good I look point. glorious. You know, most of the people I've seen with uh, inflammatory bowel disease, pretty healthy. They got to take care of themselves. And it gets because started like, like early on. Shit if they eat crap. <laughs> yeah. People, <laughs> it you know, happens to people who are like, you know, 25 to like uh, early 30s. So it's, you know, they, they learn early on. Like, all right, if I, if I don't live healthy, you know, my life fucking sucks. So yeah, they bleed yeah, out yeah. their ass. Yeah, 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 like one of the worst things as far as I know. I do have to say, though, that everyone I know who has it, and I can't speak for Jerry, but other, other people, they all got it like through drinking insane amounts of energy drinks. Yes. Oh, really? That, that I've never heard me. that. So no way. I, so I, this is the weirdest thing because I, I, I didn't actually know that Grizz felt that way about it. Because uh, I don't really know that many people that have it. It's not okay. exactly a common disease. I mean, I know like a handful. Yeah. But all of them. That's more people than I know. I, yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I, I don't, I think maybe one person. No, I don't think I know anybody personally. Well, now so you got one. It's not common. But yeah. when, I think I was 25 or 26. I was obviously not the healthiest person. I was an average American. Uh, I was never fat, but I wasn't, I wasn't healthy. And I started drinking Monsters. And that was because uh, Red Bull didn't taste good to me. Now, in hindsight, I should have done Red Bull because it was a much smaller quantity. But I was drinking like two cans of Monster a day. Oof. Which that even one can is way too much. Yeah, and dude, I've seen people drink way more than two cans in a day. That ain't oh, and I, and I went more. from before drinking that much Monster, I didn't drink any energy drinks. I didn't drink coffee. I just ate standard junk food. I loved McDonald's mm. and shit like that. And I was fine all the time. Mm. I drink, I drink two cans a day of uh, Monster for six months. Everything went to fucking shit. No way. <laughs> oh, I, mean, my I believe God. it. That's just, yeah, that's wild, though. And of course, I can't pinpoint it. Otherwise, they'd be giving me a lot of money. But it, I just think it's fucked up that now Grizz is saying that he knows other people who he's no, he knows a handful of people, which is absurd that he knows a handful of people. Who <laughs> yeah. But, you guys have like a convention or something? I do. It's in my living room every <laughs> but Thursday. But they, they all they all feel as well that energy drinks triggered it. No way. That's crazy. I mean, yeah, it might be a thing. Maybe there's some research on it. I don't know. Um, but that's interesting. We didn't get years that. after Jerry's dead. Well, yeah. I'll be I'll be a good specimen because I'll be well preserved. Uh, my body is a temple. But anyway, <laughs> okay. Back to what we were saying here with uh, with people with what ulcerative colitis. Dick. <laughs> Things like ulcerative colitis where they don't really know what it is. They don't know what causes it. They just know it's an autoimmune disorder and mm -hmm. it happens to manifest this way. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll probably see more of this as you get further into your career. I've just seen it a lot because I have ulcerative colitis. Things like what I have are not, they're not common. I, I don't think I can call it rare. I don't have the it's exact rare, numbers. Yeah. I, I don't think I have the numbers anymore, but it's, it's not, not rare, like, but it's not common. It's not like it's in the tens of millions of people in the United States. It's, it's no. well below that. Mm-hmm. 
So there's really no incentive to research or fix it. It's pretty easy for a pharmaceutical company to give somebody like me uh, special anti-inflammatory medicine, charge me $1,000 a month for it, and say, you're good to go. Just hopefully you don't die. Come back next month. There's, there's no incentive for them to do the, the actual research because if, let's say, I think the number was like 3 million people in the U.S. have it. If you cure 3 million people, you're not going to make your money back on the cure. It's not enough. Mm-hmm. So from a business perspective, I understand. But from a person who has it, those are fucking assholes. I mean, it, it's easy to be naive about it because I know I was. It's like you. I always just assumed that the next most deadly and like virulent disease or you know, um, you know, genetic disorder is going to be the one that we work on next. Like, of course, that's going to yeah, be the thing. But it's you not. <laughs> you know, nope. like the whole the whole uh, HIV uh, epidemic was was like really the first thing that made me go, oh, okay, so we don't treat the most deadly thing first. You know all these people are dying of this horrible, horrible disease. And like, you know, they weren't putting money into the research very much. And, um, you know, but, and then, you know, then we come up with Viagra and it's like, oh, okay. So we're working on dick pills, you know, instead of um, people (laughs) who are just like getting every single illness because their body can't fight back against it. You know, it's because, uh, you know, I guess the gay people aren't, uh, they don't got the cashish, you know, behind Mm -hmm. them. Uh, I don't know. It's it's just, yeah, it's sad, but it's, it's something important that I think, you know, everyone should know is that, um, you know, it's good lobbyists. It's like good things like that, that, that you know, or really just where the money is, where's the money. I would say you it's know? all about the money. It's all about the money. Yeah. It's about the um, green. Uh, with what you were saying with basically with HIV and gays is that a lot of them got pissed at, um, I think it was a, not, I think it was red cross because it in their questionnaire, they'd ask if you were homosexual and if you were homosexual, no you got, you'd got denied, right? What? <clears throat> but you got denied because HIV is so prevalent within mm. the gay community True. and they were getting pissed at it. And it's like, it, listen, it's not, we're not trying to be an asshole and say, you can't give blood because you're gay. It's because it's so bad. Like HIV mm. is ridiculous with inside the homosexual community. I have actually seen a lot of the questions like that uh, when I first started to give blood when I was younger, which I'm not allowed to do now because I have ulcerative colitis. It's oh, but, uh, huh. So when I was younger and didn't have it, uh, I, I was blown away by the questions. Uh, so this is like 2006 was the first time I gave blood. And I'm reading through it. And of course, it was like, are you gay? No, I'm not gay. Have you ever had sex with a man? No. And then what really got me was how ultra specific they were when they said, have you ever had sex with a man in Africa? Oh, damn. That really- <laughs> Cer- certainly not. But that's a really weird question. <laughs> yeah. Were you in Britain yeah. in the year 1996? <laughs> how big was this dick? Did you enjoy it? <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> and yeah, I guess from a medical perspective, certain decisions in your life are going to put you at a greater risk. But I don't know the logistics behind testing the blood that they get. I would expect that they're they're looking at it at least to say, Hey, they, they do this test bag's it. good. There was a problem at some point, I don't know what year where people were literally going to get their blood drawn just to get tested to see if they had HIV. Oh, wow. That's wild. So yeah. that's what, that's a big part of it. Now they you, they literally say on it, like, we're not going to tell you the results. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, I think, I don't know all about the history of, um, you know, blood transfusions and stuff, but I know that hepatitis C was an issue for a time because that, you know, hepatitis C would just be in a lot of the, the blood bags and then they would give it to people. And it's like, Oh, you get hepatitis C just cause you got a blood transfusion, you know? Um, but you know, I think they're, they're much better about that kind of stuff. Um, and yeah, that's yeah, why they, they ask these it. like wild ass questions, you know, they, <laughs> they want to be overly cautious with it, but I mean, yeah, a big, big thing. I mean, shit, if you're listening to this, give blood. Um, I mean, hospitals really need it. I mean, they'll pay you um because it's it's really needed and like you know we'll be well you know person i'll be hemorrhaging we're in the er you know i'm like doing compressions i'm sweating my ass off you know i'm like how do i look right now is everyone you know how am i looking no um and I sweat on my back <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah um but no we're like trying to resuscitate somebody they're like dying hemorrhaging we're and we still at this point are considering like all right let's test their hemoglobin or something make sure you know or, or you know make sure their blood pressure is low enough that we're willing to give um blood because it's just it's hard to come by you know you don't just give it yeah, really you want to be careful you with it, you know are. so um there has to be uh extreme measures you know to there, there's a country that um like all right yeah you can make money giving blood over here but it's mm -hmm. it's nothing mm -hmm. uh there's a country and i don't remember what it is if your blood is used which there's only a short period that blood that your blood can be used i think it's like two weeks or something three weeks maybe uh it's your blood's used within like the first two weeks they'll they, they write you a check wow yeah it's pretty crazy because <laughs> i mean that shit those bags are like 500 dollars that they, they the, you donate the, blood the empty bag that it goes into yeah because it's got like this filtration system and it, it gets separated into four different parts yeah, I don't know the specifics of it, but I know there's a lot of stuff that there's like additives they add into it, like they add citrate to like make sure that it stays good for a while and they do other things too. But um, yeah, I don't know everything about it. But yeah, I'm sure they're um, expensive. But yeah, so I mean, and then on top of it, what they get paid for a bag is a shit ton of money. So then this country, whatever it was, gives it back to you and they just found with doing that, their donations went up a shit ton. Oh, really? Yeah, I believe it. And um, uh, this is a fact we actually brought up in our last podcast, but Ireland, their number two export from the country as far as GDP goes is blood and and <laughs> other and other human products. Yeah, isn't that crazy? They because apparently they have this like alcohol content. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They just got really vigorous blood, so we try to yeah. give it to everybody. Um, no, uh, they have like the highest um, percentage of like O type people in the world, and it's just so important because you can just give it without thinking. Oh yeah, yeah. congratulations, you're so special. Um, they fucking call me all the time. <laughs> serious, I'm dead serious. If you give, if you're, if you're O positive, O negative, which I'm O positive, mm -hmm. uh, as soon as they find that out. They had they would call me all the time, like, listen, I fucking donated last week. Why are you calling me? The O posse. <laughs> yeah. We need man. more. I can't give it to you. You won't even let me give it to you. <laughs> oh, really? What's why can't you give? No, I'm saying like if you donated last week. Oh, they won't oh, let you donate oh, okay. to, uh, what is it, four weeks mm -hmm. or something like that? Mm -hmm. I've donated a lot of blood. Yeah, <laughs> I used to you? donate, I used to donate regularly because I That's also good. have I also have O positive, so they would harass mm. the shit out of me. Oh, nice. Uh, but they yeah, stopped honestly, harassing I haven't me after in that. a while, but I'm I'm being a hypocrite. But I don't. What's I'm the one it. where they uh, they give it back to you? Oh, when they they want to get your plasma, so uh, they they take the I, I think the, it's they take the plasma and they give the rest. I don't remember. Some shit. Or maybe. Oh yeah, maybe. Uh, so yeah, they can get um yeah pure platelets. So they yeah. I think maybe they give that back to you. Like reverse. Maybe if they something. just get red blood cells. Um, yeah. The, what do you guys mean by give it back? So here, ready? <laughs> so you get hooked up to a machine. You drink uh, it. 
and either, <laughs> yeah. they take your blood, take part of it out, and then you have to drink it through your ass. I mean, no, they put it <laughs> yeah, back you in your body. It. It's crazy. You should. So see. you you're only getting like the plasma or something back. I don't know. It's something very specific. Fuck that. Take my blood. I don't want that shit back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like pulled it out through a straw. Like I don't want it back. Yeah, you know? <laughs> no thanks. I, I know it's mine, but you've done something to it. Keep that shit. <laughs> but no, yeah, that is a thing. Because yeah, sometimes you just get like packed red blood cells. Sometimes you just get platelets, and then sometimes you get the one to one to one, which is the you know the rarest one to have or whatever. Um, so yeah, yeah, they do that. And then there's the one that they do it because your iron's too high. I don't remember what that is either. Oh, well, they, they just pull some they, iron out. No, they take your blood. I don't know if they can do anything with it. Yeah, I mean, they do it. I know they do it for people who have like gone through a lot of blood transfusion. So they, they start to get like iron overloaded and then you can, mm -hmm. yeah, apparently you can, you can do that. Yeah, um, if your iron's like wicked, wicked high, which is most people is not that, mm -hmm. right? You're probably anemic. Most, especially most women are anemic, right? Mm -hmm. uh, if your iron's too high, they just take it take your blood and throw it in the trash can I yeah and they just know. like give you new blood yeah or just let your body create new i blood. think yeah. they let your body create it yeah it's gonna create anything mm -hmm. yeah they, they had it right back in the day bleed them out uh, george washington <laughs> was fucked <Yeah. laughs> they he's not responding like, let more out <laughs> yeah. did, cut him more they did some ridiculous <laughs> amount of his of his um volume it was like 80 percent or something right yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. They're they're unsure. They you think they might he might they might have just bled him to death. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got you to think about their logic. Fucking... You got to think about the logic back then. George Washington was fucking huge, mm -hmm. for mm -hmm. especially for the time. He, he was, was like six boy. foot six foot two or six foot three or something mm -hmm. like that. What does that have point. to do with draining him? He's got more to give. So they were like, <laughs> it's not enough. We got to really take more. drain him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, his lungs are infected. We have to pull his <laughs> yeah, yeah. blood supply out, right, guys? Get this poison out of here. Uh, actually, that's yeah. a great place to wrap this up. So, uh, Trevor, or whoever you are. Uh, <laughs> yeah, man. So for, for, people, uh, for people who want to do what you do, so as we said at the beginning, smart enough to uh, go to medical school and dumb enough to do it, mm. uh, what is some advice that you could give them? Sure. Um, I mean, realize what you're getting into, you know, you're going to have to work every single day at it. Um, especially if you're not a smart man or woman and, um, yeah. Um, I mean, there's a lot of interesting things to go into it. I know a lot of people like hate themselves, you know, hate things that are going on when they're actually in the field, but there's a lot of redeeming qualities to it too. So if you really want it, you know, go for it and put your full force into it. And I mean, so far, I think that's worth it. Maybe I'm a naive little, little guy, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited for the future. So it's not all down and, uh, you know, we are making change, even if, you know, it feels like we're just in a cog in a machine sometimes, but, um, you know, and you, most importantly, pull cords on your dildos. <laughs> Absolutely. Put a little little string on the end of your dildo. That is my other yeah, final advice. And so, one yeah. more time for the listeners, what's your podcast? Where can they podcast find Podcast is Unprofessional. Um, you can email us at thatisunprofessional at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, take a peek at it. It's on Spotify. It's on, it's on whatever. It's on YouTube. So check it out. I'd love to have you. Check awesome, it out. Man. Thanks for being on. Appreciate out. you guys. That was fun, man. Well, all right, Grizz, that was uh, pretty interesting. Um, I did have a lot of fun with the fact that he has a, a secret identity. He's basically a hospital version of Batman. Yes, but not the deep voice or the beating up criminals. Yeah, not causing uh, you know uh, permanent disabilities to people for minor crimes. You imagine. <laughs>
but no, I, I, I like that episode a lot. I had a lot of fun talking to him, and uh, I, I, think the, I think the listeners are going to like it a lot. What do you, what do you think? I, I enjoyed it. He's up and coming, so give him some love. Head over to his channel, check him out. Um, you know, he's still figuring out all the ropes. <laughs> Thank you again for listening to Beautiful Bastards. New episodes every Monday. Remember to like and subscribe. Fuck it, we'll do it live! <laughs> and remember, laughter's the best medicine, unless you're treating diarrhea. That's true. <laughs>